Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign! And look! Here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Ah! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush! It's a fully grown ad badger charging in! He's coming to save the campaign! And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? Welcome to 2020. Steven, how are you doing? Doing well, Mike. Uh, it is now the second week of January, and uh, we have some kind of exciting, I guess, predictions. We've been talking a lot about this. Like, what like what have we been seeing happening with Amazon and, and kind of what what's the direction that we see things going? Um, and, you know, we're just trying to stay ahead of the game by, you know, coming up with techniques, um, plans, strategies to just adapt and evolve with the changing times. Yeah. And in fact, to make this a little bit more valuable of an episode, we wanted to take it further than just predictions and really combine it with how we view the techniques themselves will probably change. Because uh, it's one thing to just say this probably will change, but then we wanted to go a little bit further and actually say this is how our workflows will probably change. Like, What does that actually mean? Because you know, listening to this podcast, you want to know, what do I have to listen? What do I need to know in order to go out there and improve my campaign? So these are some expected technique changes that will probably be rolling out in 2020, just based off the way that things have been going on. Uh, ready to jump into the first one, Stephen? Yeah, let's go. Alrighty. First up, sponsored brand ads. Our first sort of prediction and what techniques this will probably open up, sponsored brands, getting ad groups. And we actually have a clue. Steven, you put on your Sherlock Holmes detective hat, your magnifying glass, and you're running around Amazon and you actually found a clue here 
as, as to why this prediction is probably going to come true. Why do you think sponsored brands are going to be getting ad groups in 2020? Well, if you know, you guys, uh, we talked about how sponsored brands now have search term reports. And if you download one of those search term reports, you will see an ad group column. Uh, currently, every ad group is just titled ad group one, ad group one. But that's definitely a big uh, uh, foreshadowing. Uh, because we actually saw this with uh, uh, Vendor Central, where you would download a search report and it would say ad group one, ad group one. And then uh, just a couple months ago, Vendor Central finally got um, ad groups uh, released uh, before you, you could only do one ad group per campaign. Or actually, there were no ad groups, as it is currently with sponsored brands. There are no ad groups. You create a campaign and you put your keywords in the campaign. Um, but right. that, that'll change. And this creates... Yeah, and this creates such a difficult, arduous process to organize your campaigns in creative ways. Like you have to create single keyword campaigns as opposed to maybe putting each keyword inside of an individual ad group mm -hmm. in order to allow you to do things like split testing for copy, split testing for images and click-through rate and, and, and conversion rate, all those kinds of things. So it creates a sort of more difficult process by not having ad groups and hopefully by having ad groups, you can actually speed up the time that it takes to effectively test different things for sponsor brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, you know, speaking about split testing, um, you know, a lot of other advertising platforms actually allow you to do A-B testing where, you know, the the advertising platform will cycle out. It'll do one ad, then the other, one ad, then the other. 50-50 um, splits that you can actually compare those performances individually. Whereas right now, um, I mean, we've tried, uh, I mean, I've tried testing or split testing two different, um, you know, headlines. So I'll take a sponsored brand ad, literally duplicate it, not change a thing except for the headline. Um, but Amazon like won't, like won't give that one any impressions because Amazon prefers the other one with, uh, you know, a sales history and a conversion and like a, just a performance, like it has a history of, of performing well. And so Amazon won't give any impressions to the other one. So it makes split testing almost impossible. Um, but we anticipate split testing and that <clears throat> also goes on, goes along with sponsored products. Like I think that would be really interesting. Um, like your product titles or your product images, uh, that'd be really cool to see how the click through rate changes. Um, based on, you know, which product image you put first. Uh, so yeah, that would be pretty exciting to see as well. Right. Something like that is in Amazon's best interest too. So when companies are selling their products more easily, when they're getting easier click-throughs, when they're getting easier conversion rates, Amazon wins as well. So there's no reason why they would push back against something like that. So it'd be awesome to be able to do things like customize your product image for a particular keyword. You know, let's say you sell one product and, be, and it can be good for boys or girls. Imagine all of the, you know, keywords like jump rope for boys that actually had like the boys version in it, like the traditional boy colors. And then the, with, for the girls that had like pink, I think that could, would be really effective at helping boost click through rate and, and would also help us think about ads in a completely different way than we are currently. Um, so I think being able to do things like that would be really nice. Yeah. Uh, and so that brings us to our second prediction for 2020 and the, the techniques and optimization strategies that are going to change with that. The next thing that we we have already seen starting to happen, but we think is gonna just happen more is changing to how bid optimization works. Um, 
already we've seen Amazon switch from bid plus to uh, to adjust bids by placement. Um, so you can you know mm-hmm. increase your bids or decrease them based on you know where your ad is actually displaying. Um, Mike, we've seen them roll out dynamic up and down. Dynamic up and down. Yeah, that was a, that was a change as well. Mike, what what else do you think is going to happen with bid optimization in twenty twenty? Right. So if you look at the history of this, like let's take an auto campaign, for example, where it uses just there's one bid at the ad group level. And then there's four auto targets for sponsored products now, auto campaigns where it's close match, loose match, substitutes and complements. Right. So they've gotten more granular over time. Uh, And then take a look at, you know, manual campaigns. You know, you have keywords and then they rolled out placement bid settings where you can do product pages, bid modifier, top of search bid modifier, and then of course, rest of search, no bid modifier. So they start, they have, they have slowly but surely been increasing the amount of granularity of, of the different areas where you could bid differently or apply a bid modifier. Uh, and the way that the workflow has been changing is that it's an extra dimension to calculate. So it's more than just a keyword now, it's keyword and also the placement that it's on. Um, so how this will probably continue is probably the next dimension that Amazon will really consider is my prediction devices. Um, meaning you're going to have your keyword bid, your sort of your root bid, and then you're going to have a placement setting, but then also a device setting. So bidding differently on mobile top of search, bidding differently on mobile product pages compared to your desktop top of search and your desktop product pages. And if you think about this too, again, like this is in Amazon's best interest too. Like you want to bid the right amount at the right time so that you can serve an ad that's going to convert really well on that particular device. Um, So I think something like that would make total sense and it would be a huge game changer for how we actually optimize ads uh, because it's another, how we have to actually optimize keywords because it's another dimension to think about. So it's another added layer of complexity. Yeah, and a lot of Amazon's beta features, uh, a lot of times, like they they want to release them in mobile first. So uh, the new like sponsored brand betas, whether it's Store Spotlight or sponsored yep. brand video, those are mobile only um, campaign types. And so Amazon already has the technology to deliver ads differently, and you could obviously bid differently on those. So just making it for you know a typical sponsored product campaign, giving you that adjust bids by device. Um, Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's for sure they, they can do it. Um, for sure they will do it. Um, I don't know about super soon, but, but I, I definitely think by the end of 2020, that'll be a thing. Um, which yeah, is just going to complicate your bid optimization. Cause if you guys heard the episode where we talked about how to adjust your bids based on ad placement and how to, you know, you need to calculate your bids. So first, how to calculate those increased percentages. Secondly, how to calculate your bids after making those changes. Uh, now we just have another dimension to add to the game there. Um, so yeah, I always like it when things get more complicated because uh, it gives us an opportunity to you know, take advantage of things that our competitors aren't and uh, we can win there. Yeah, you know, one, because this is an episode of predictions, one prediction, and you can sort of see Amazon doing this with dynamic up and down uh, already, is they will volunteer to do even more bid optimization for you. Uh, sort of saying, hey, would you just like us to automatically optimize these bids for you? And I would not be surprised if that came out in 2020. Of course, the huge concern there is 
you know, Amazon, Amazon's interest, you know, this come up a few times here. Uh, Amazon's interests are not necessarily your interests, like the Amazon marketer or the Amazon company owner, uh, in, in the sense of Amazon company owners and Amazon marketers are usually optimizing for a specific goal in mind. Uh, maybe it's a specific KPI, you know, key performance indicator centered around ACOS or sales volume or amount of spend relative to total revenue, what, you know, whatever it might be. Lots of businesses have different uh, priorities. Maybe it's just moving inventory. So no matter what it is, it's usually specific to the company, sometimes specific to the individual product within that company. And a lot of these considerations, Amazon may not be privy to. Uh, there's, you know, if someone's optimizing to move inventory, it's going to be very difficult to, to for Amazon to have all of these inputs and then optimize your bids in such a manner that it will help you hit those inputs. So, you know, I would be wary of it, but it, it's probably something that is coming sometime soon. Uh, sort of Amazon volunteering to do even more bid work for you. For sure. Uh, one final thing I will say that I would really like to see, I don't know if Amazon will do this, um, but going back to adjusting bids by ad placement, we talked about, you know, if, say rest of search, um, it just performs horribly for you um, and top of search, you know, performs really, really well. Well, how do you get less visibility on rest of search? Well, you have to just, because you can't adjust your bids on rest of search, you have to globally just decrease your bids and then increase them for product pages or, or top of search. Uh, what I would like to see happen is Amazon give you the opportunity to decrease bids uh, by placement and not only be able to increase. So it'd be really cool if they could just say decrease on rest of search by a certain yep. percentage because that would save you from having to recalculate the bids with all these special formulas and stuff. Yes. And, you know, related to bid optimization, especially in sponsored products or anywhere where there are many keywords or many targets that you're bidding on is I do believe there will be a rise in single keyword campaigns. Uh, I think it'll become more and more popular as the news gets out on that. You know, Stephen, the episode that we had uh, a few months ago, which was talking about single keyword campaigns, when we posted that, a lot of people reached out and was like, yes, I've been doing this for a while now. It's awesome because you get to take your keyword and that your keywords base bid becomes the rest of search bid. And then you set your modifier for top of search and product pages. And of course, just like you mentioned, uh, you can't negative decrease. So it's a little, little tricky, but really that's one of the only ways if you have a keyword to really optimize it for all three placements. And if they also throw on device placements too, device bids, the only way to truly get it specific to that keyword is going to be to break that keyword out into a single keyword campaign. Right. So I think that will become more popular going into 2020. And the, yeah, the main the word gets out. The main reason for that too, is because, because <clears throat> in general, like when I first heard about single keyword campaigns, um, I heard, I like, I, I, I thought, well, I think the idea in the, from some people has been every single keyword in your account should be in its own campaign, right. which, which doesn't make sense for like the low traffic items. It's, it's the most important keywords, the highest trafficking ones that should get their own campaigns so that you can aggregate ones where you have a significant amount of data. Yes, exactly. Cause that's what, mm -hmm. that's what we're doing is we're, we're getting the data more granular. So if you only get three clicks, it doesn't help you optimize if th those three clicks are split up over three different, uh, yeah, settings. Um, but the reason why we, why we, you know, push for this is because, um, those placement settings are campaign level settings. 
So what could happen, which would be really cool, is if Amazon allowed you to adjust bids um, by placement for each keyword, or even at the ad group level, um, if they if they made it that'd be huge. Yeah, if they made it that way, which I don't I don't see that happening, um, just because I think I just think they're gonna build in more ways to optimize campaigns rather than build in more ways to get more granular with your keywords. Makes total sense. Yeah. You know, it makes sense too that we would have so many sort of points and predictions specific to bid optimization. But without that, let's move on to something about exact match. So exact, exact. In our notes, we have a whole bunch of question marks around exact match. Uh, Stephen, why don't you walk us through this? Because you recently had a very frustrating experience trying to work with exact match. Yeah, so the reason why Mike called it exact, exact, um, or maybe we should call it true exact, is exact match with Amazon isn't really exact. It's exact or close variance, meaning singulars, plurals, uh, slight misspellings. Misspellings. Um, yeah. Um, and so this actually happened with Google used to have exact, exact match keywords, um, but then they kind of switched it up and made it so that it was what Amazon does, which is exact or close variance. And there was actually a contest um, that was put together where people who were doing Amazon or Google PPC were, you know, picking names, like what should the new match type be called? Um, so one of the runner ups was close enough match. Uh, another one was called EAXT macht. It's just exact match, but misspelled. <laughs> um, another one was shrug emoji match. Uh, and then the winner of the contest was exact-ish match. Um, but that's basically what Amazon is. It's exact-ish. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. not a true exact match. Um, however, with Google, the way that you can get around that is the negative exact is a true negative exact. So you can, right. if your exact match keyword is, say, um, I don't know, water bottle, you can just do a negative exact of all the different variations that, uh, and misspellings and the plurals and, and stuff like that. We tried to do that with, uh, with one of our accounts because we have two single keyword campaigns. One is the singular, one is the plural uh, keyword. When you look at the search term reports, both keywords are qualifying for both singular and plural. So, but they're performing differently because the people who are shopping for plural are usually buying more units. And so there's a bigger, there's a higher average order value. And so th those are worth bidding more on those search terms. And so we tried to negative the singular to the plural campaign and it didn't work because it just removed all impressions of both singular mm -hmm. and plural. So uh, yeah. it doesn't work. So we're hoping that, you know, if they could have a negative true exact, then we could we could create that, uh, we can like quarantine it and, and really, yeah, isolate it there. This is a huge wish because generally like Google, Amazon, Facebook, they, they often don't make things more like defined. Like they, they often like are taking away control as opposed to like giving you more, uh, especially when it comes to keywords. And I mean, the, the root cause behind this is like maybe well-intentioned in the sense of, hey, what if someone is typing a misspelling? Like, would you really want to lose that impression? And then when you get into situations like you just described, where it's actually like pretty detrimental. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd love it. I think it's a, it's a big wish, but uh, would love to see it in 2020. And that brings us to our fourth uh, prediction for 2020. 
And that is a greater unification in Amazon ads uh, across all platforms, across all channels. Um, yeah, Mike, what, what, what do you what do we mean by this? So if you again, so looking back at the past, seeing how it will translate into the future. So over time, slowly but surely, running your ads in Seller Central versus Vendor Central, and I know it's had so many names. You know, AMS, Amazon Marketing Services, AA, Amazon Advertising. That, you know, if you're a vendor, you know, you're going by a lot of different names to advertise those products. Um, but in general, that platform slowly but surely has been unifying, you know, getting extra features. So Vendor Central just got, you know, ad groups and negative keywords for auto campaigns. Yeah, so it's how like crazy slowly is that? But surely. that? You could not add negative keywords right. to an auto campaign up until a couple months ago. <laughs> Right. And and even Kindle uh, marketers right. would write in and they're like, hey, I can't add negatives to this particular campaign. I'm just like scratching my head like, come on, Amazon, get it together. Mm -hmm. Such a fundamental thing. Um, but you can really see the different segmentation between the teams working on all of these products, uh, these ad products, and how a lot of times it takes time for one add product to catch up to the features of the other. So we would like to continue to see this. Um, one caveat in this, is, it's quite interesting, is while vendor central ads always feel like they're playing catch up in a lot of ways, um, Seller Central will probably continue going at the same course that it's currently going at. So it'll probably, it'll. I'd like to say more unified based off today, but you know, six months from now, Seller Central is probably gonna have new features and Vendor Central will probably have the features that Seller Central has today, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we've kind of noticed as far as like ad products are concerned is like how widely different sponsored products are from sponsored brands. We already talked about sponsored brands don't have ad groups. Sponsored brands used to not have search term reports. When they did get the search term reports, we found out that their definition of broad match is <laughs> different from sponsored products definition of broad match, um, where sponsored products are really a modified broad match. Um, Go back and check out that episode on, on search and reports for sponsored brands if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know what's gonna I don't know what's gonna budge first. Is sponsored products going to get you know a true broad match, or right. uh, or is the actual match type modified broad match gonna come out without you having to in insert the plus signs to you know manually modify it? It's gonna be crazy if they do because if they just said hey, sponsored products. What you've been calling broad match is actually modified broad match based off sponsored brands definition, based off Google Ads definitions. If they were just if they were just to say those that you have as broad match will start behaving completely different because modified broad and normal broad by Google Ad standards and sponsored brand standards is very, very different than how Broadmatch behaves inside sponsored products. So if they were just to completely switch it, it would be like unleashing, you know, chaos into yeah. so many, would, so many campaigns. They would probably have to force all the Broadmatch keywords to become modified Broadmatch keywords, to like change their match types before they yeah. release the actual Broadmatch keywords. So, yeah, that's right. So and and so the technique here that's going to be changing, um, you know, as these yeah, as, like as these new match types come out, um, obviously your like your RPSB strategy is going to change. Um, your research with your broad match keywords is going to be a lot. It's going to cast a lot wider net. Um, so you will just have a lot more um, yeah data at your fingertips that you can use. Um, 
with a, with the sponsored brand broad match type, if you're bidding on a broad match keyword running shoes, you could also qualify for running sneakers. Um, so you'll just get a little bit more, um, yeah, more data. But that's also going to mean that negative keywords will be so much more important when we're, when you're using those broad match types because uh, we pointed out in that in that episode, like you know, very very off <laughs> search terms were, were coming through. I mean, like you would be selling say like a hand lotion and your broad match keyword, sorry, your, your, your broad match keywords, hand lotion. And the search term that comes through is like toothpaste because Amazon's right. like, Oh, well these are both in the bathroom. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you'll get like unqualified traffic that way that you'll, you'll just have to, it makes negative keyword optimization that much more important. Yes. Let's jump into number five. Speaking of analyzing all of those search terms and the data that is associated with them, we definitely expect the trend to continue reduced data delay. Uh, you know, the data delay when you're looking at Seller Central used to be, you know, nearly greater than 48 hours sometimes, where you're just waiting for conversions to come in. You'd look at your data for yesterday and it would show almost no conversions whatsoever. Um, we've all had those upset clients or maybe moments of panic before we knew about this data delay where we're looking at the data from yesterday, completely shocked at how few conversions we got and how high the ACoS was. But then of course you give it more time, all those conversions eventually get reported. Uh, Amazon did a better job now um, where data yesterday is kind of reliable. You know, they sort of reduced the data delay maybe down just to 24, sometimes other cases 12 hours. So it's getting faster and faster. Hopefully this continues and we have a reduced data delay. Uh, it's worth noting here that the data delay is still there in the API, which is quite strange. So I hope that gets reduced. Uh, but in general, a reduced data delay, you know, how is this actually going to change the techniques that we're going to be deploying, Stephen? Well, you want to be reactive um, and responsive. So if you make a big change, say, to your bids today, and then like, you know, by the end of the day, you can't see how it's performing. Um, right. You're not going to find it until the next day, and then it's maybe too late. And maybe you just mm -hmm. like, you know, you just, you know, committed suicide, and you like, you know, knocked out your best campaign because like you lowered the bids too much, and your sales are now all gone, and you have to like climb back to the top. Or maybe you you spent too much. Um, that's the thing. Campaigns like maybe they'll be running out of budget. Um, yeah, but like you don't know how it's performing that day that it's running out of budget. You just have to look at how it's been performing previously, um, but that's not a guarantee of today's uh, you know budget increase. So um, those are those will be huge. Those will be game changers. Yeah. So being able to, I mean, a super wish would be able to optimize it like up to the hour. Right. So like open it up at two twenty. PM and actually see the data at least up till 2 PM. Yeah. Um, so like a 20 minute delay, that would be huge with what that would open up for, you know, you could potentially start doing better day parting, meaning bidding more effectively, like having proper data, um, basing, basing it off real PPC data up to the hour. I think that would be huge. I would love it. Um, so I don't know if we're going to get up to the hour inside, uh, both the API and Seller Central, um, but I do think it'll get better. Yeah, no, that's actually a great, um, yeah, that, that hourly reporting, yeah, that would be a huge game changer. That's probably another thing that we could maybe throw in as a prediction here, as a sub-prediction. Um, but if Amazon did, by the end of the year, be able to release either hourly reporting or um, 
even even if even if they can just split the day up into like like three or four chunks um, of like six to eight yeah. hours, um, then what you can do is like you know maybe mm-hmm. conversion rates are higher around lunchtime when people are like you know maybe they're working at an office and they're buying for the office so it's part of their work or they're just buying at their lunchtime where in the evening people are more just like browsing and perusing and, and maybe not so hot to buy so right. <clears throat> you know you can you can adjust your bid strategies accordingly uh, that would be huge. Last but not least, let's jump into one of our favorite topics, bulk ops. Bulk ops, Stephen. You know, when we were preparing this episode, we actually had bulk ops as the first point that we wanted to talk about. But then we're like, ah, you know, not everybody uses bulk ops, but they probably should. We have some episodes on it. Go check it out. Stephen, you prepared, I think it might be like four hours of content inside of the academy of like a masterclass on bulk ops. It's one of my favorite things that we've ever done. So just quickly, just in case anyone out there has never used bulk op files, what are they and what do we expect to change in 2020? Yeah, bulk operation files are a way to uh, basically make thousands and thousands of changes all at once. Um, you can, yeah, it's it's a really cool way to you know add thousands of negative keywords, update you know tens of thousands of bids, um, and without mm-hmm. having to open up you know a billion tabs in your uh, you know Chrome browser to go around and make all those changes. So that's definitely the way I prefer to work. Um, I love using spreadsheets, but I hate using Amazon's bulk ops because they're so buggy, uh, so outdated. Um, in fact, in the first, in the first video of the masterclass, I think I spend like the first like 15 minutes telling you why the template that you downloaded is like incorrect from Amazon and like how (laughs) you need to, template is you need to edit the template in order to make it uploadable. Uh, one Mm -hmm. of the things is it still says, um, for bidding strategy column, it still says bid plus on or off. So you actually have to change that to either dynamic bidding or fixed bids. Um, but then they also have like a data validation so that you can't change it. So you have to like clear the data validation. Um, it also gives you all of your data stored as a text. So you have to like convert it to numbers if you're trying to like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Um, it's buggy right now. It's saying you can't add, um, negatives, negative keywords to campaigns in vendor central. Um, because it says that's not allowed, but it is allowed. You just can't do it through the bulk file for some reason. So uh, it's buggy. Um, we've seen bugs in the past, like before when you adjusted placement settings, they wouldn't actually go through. So we're always, you know, yeah. emailing our uh, Amazon rep and and he's forwarding this on to the team. And thankfully they're getting changed pretty quickly, but we're just hoping that, uh, yeah, we're hoping that that just gets fixed because that that can be very powerful uh, to, to use. Yeah, so we're expecting more efficient use of bulk ops. Uh, I know that a lot of agencies and freelancers like to use these. A lot of large sort of power users like to use these too because being able to download your entire account as if you had a monitor so big, you can actually see every single campaign all at once and be able to edit every single ad group and every single keyword and, and product target all at once except instead of having a gigantic monitor, you just have it all in a spreadsheet. So being able to manipulate and work with it there is really held up with some of the bugs and some of the out-of-date things that are currently associated with bulk ops. So super fingers crossed that that improves, uh, except you'll have to update your masterclass uh, and, and keep it keep it updated with all of the new things right. that will get added to it. <laughs> 
Um, so that's it. Techniques we expect to change in 2020. You know, in general, what we didn't do this episode is sort of talk about, uh, you know, all of these things are all associated with sort of good best practices. Like it's always going to be a conversation about bids. It's always going to be a conversation about account structure. It's always going to be a conversation about ad types and where certain things should go and manipulating, working with that data. So all of these things all fit into those main themes of just basic account optimization. Stephen, what else you got going on in 2020? Ah, 2020. Um, well, I told you I just bought. You got an ex- exciting trip. Yeah, I just yeah. bought those plane tickets to Tokyo. Get this round trip from LAX to Tokyo nonstop, three hundred eighty dollars on Singapore Airlines. Whoa, dude! You need you need to leave this podcast and start a travel hacking podcast. Okay, <laughs> done. I'm quitting. <laughs> yes, dude. Me in 2020. I don't know if you can notice this around my wrist here. Got a Fitbit. All right, you just put man. it on, and you become instantly healthy. Instantly healthy. You don't have to change your lifestyle at all. <laughs> you don't <laughs> instantly fit. Nothing. That's right. Um, so I hope everyone out there is off to a great 2020. Uh, let us know what other things are you expecting to change inside Amazon ads or what kinds of things would you hope get changed in 2020? Because we didn't get to any of those things, things that we just wish would happen, but we probably are not going to happen. That episode's probably three days long. But uh, other than that, have a good one, everyone. And we will see you next time on the PBC Den podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, We actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, And if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you and we'll see you next episode.